Hello, ghouls. Welcome to Brave the Basement. I'm your host, the Ghoul That Rules. I'm your co-host, Black One Jack Two. If you enjoy getting a little scared, ghost stories, haunted houses, a believer in the supernatural, or maybe even a skeptic wanting to look at things from a different perspective, then this is the show for you. So today's episode, we're going to talk about two very famous cursed objects. And just want to say, welcome back, Black One Jack Two. We missed you last week. Glad to be back. So before we jump into that, uh, real quick, been getting a couple requests to uh, look into some some stories. Uh, we got one uh, sent to us from a listener that wants us to check out Savannah, Georgia. Supposedly, this is one of the most haunted places in America. And we also got a request to bring Snowman back on the show. Um, so just wanted everyone to know. Love your feedback. If you got show ideas, be sure to send them over to bravethebasement at gmail.com and we'll look into it. And if we can make it happen, we will make it happen. So the first object we're going to talk about is the car that belonged to a famous actor named James Dean. And the name of this car, he named it Little Bastard. You can find this story on bestride.com. Uh, the story begins on September 23rd, 1955, just a week before Dean's fatal crash. He'd purchased a Porsche 550 Spider and bought it the customized legendary film flamer George Barris to have it personalized. He chose tartan seats, the number 130 put on the hood, and the name Little Bastard painted just under the Porsche emblem on the engine cover. Monkey Mobile Builder Dean Jeffries did the lettering. On September 23, 1955, while driving a car around Los Angeles, he met up with British actor Alec Guinness outside a restaurant. He showed the deeply suspicious, superstitious Guinness the new Porsche. In Guinness's unpublished diaries and letters, he wrote, The sports car looks sinister to me. Exhausted, hungry, feeling a little ill-tempered in spite of Dean's kindness, I heard myself saying in a voice I could hardly recognize as my own, Please never get in it. Even if, if you get in a car, you will be found dead in it by this time next week. And Dean laughed at that. A week later, on September 30th, Dean and a friend named Rolf, a former Luftwaffe pilot and factory-trained Porsche mechanic, were at Competition Motors in Hollywood preparing the little bastard for racing that weekend. The intent was for Dean to trailer the car, the Salinas, behind his 1955 Ford Country Squire, along with the photographer and stuntman Bill Hickman. Stunt coordinator on the movie Bullet, most famously. But the car needed some break-in miles on it. And they suggested driving a car to Salinas to not only break in the engine, but so that Dean could familiarize himself with the car he just purchased. The group left the coffee shop across competition motors at 1.15 p.m., at 3.30 p.m., California Highway Patrolman O.V. Hunter stopped Dean and wrote him a ticket just south of Bakersfield for driving 65 miles per hour in a 55 zone. 
Hickman got a ticket for 20 miles per hour over the limit because he was towing a trailer, which meant his maximum speed should have been 45. At Blackwell's Corner on Route 466, the car- caravan stopped for drinks and met up with Lance Riventlow and Bruce Kessler. Also competing for the Salinas Road Races and Riventlow's Mercedes-Benz 300SL Coupe. At approximately 5.15 p.m., Dean and Hickman drove west toward Paso Robles. A half hour later, a black and white 1954 Tudor Coupe was headed east on 466, driven by a 23-year-old Cal Poly student with the unlikely name of Donald Turnup Speed. Turnup Speed made a left on Route 41 as he crossed the center line. Dean, who was estimated to be traveling at 85 miles per hour, tried to board the Ford, and the two cars met head-on. The Ford Coupe slid 39 feet down Route 466 in the westbound lane. Soon afterward, an unconscious and dying Dean was placed into an ambulance, and he was pronounced dead at the hospital upon arrival at 6.20 p.m. Turnip Speed walked away with a scratch on his nose. George Barris purchased the wrecked Porsche for $2,500 and transported the car back to his shop. Now, right now, we're referring to James Dean's car, little bastard. The car slipped off a trailer and broke the leg of a mechanic. Boris sold the engine and drive to Troy McHenry and, and a guy named William. The two used parts of the car and were racing each other with those parts in place. Henry lost control and slammed into a tree, the impact killing him instantly. The other guy was driving his car and the wheels suddenly locked up for no apparent reason, sending the car rolling over in a turn. He was seriously injured in the crash. Two tires from the little bastard were in Boris's garage Untouched since the accident that claimed Dean's life, he sold the tires, and both of them exploded simultaneously, causing the driver to run off the road. And a piece that appeared in Jalopnik, the curse apparently continued even further. Due to all the incidents involving Little Bastard, Barris decided to hide the car, but was convinced by the California Highway Patrol to lend the cursed heap to a highway safety exhibit. The first exhibit was unsuccessful as the garage that housed the car caught fire and burned to the ground. Mysteriously, the car suffered virtually no damage from the fire. The next exhibition at a local high school ended abruptly when the car fell off its display and broke a nearby student's hip. Later, George was hauling the wreckage of the spider on a flatbed truck and was killed instantly when the Porsche fell off, fell on him after he was thrown from his truck in an accident. Mishap after mishap continued until 1960, when the Twisted Debris was on loan to a safety exhibit in Miami. Following the exhibit, the wreckage in the truck that was hauling it mysteriously vanished on the way back to Los Angeles, never to have been seen again. That's just bad luck. So, every... 
so he he wrecks the car. He was told not to drive it, and he would wreck it. And then James Dean was in the accident that uh, un- unfortunately claimed his life. And then the car was kind of parted out, and everyone who received car parts from this car had a a strange accident. And then, uh, like the story stated, that it was given to these safety exhibits and, and hurt people at these uh, safety exhibits, even including students at a local high school. So what do you think? Do you think that this car has some kind of curse on it? I mean, I, I was trying to piece it together. In the beginning of the story, I was thinking maybe maybe it was like uh, a ghost of Dean. And then, and then when I was thinking for a moment, when they started using the car part, uh, I was like, "Oh, maybe, maybe, uh, there, there was a curse, uh, before you know, Dean, you know, laughed it off." Yeah, there would have had to been otherwise. Uh, Dean probably wouldn't have been in that accident. So it, it is it is very unfortunate, and is it is really interesting though. And and here's the funny thing. I learned about this car. I, I'd always known that uh, that uh, James Dean was killed um, in an accident. And I thought that was just it. The guy was in an accident. And I got this whole curse of this car from a very unlikely place from a TV show called Supernatural. And normally, you know, I don't get uh, my podcast ideas from a fictitious show but uh, at the very beginning of this episode, these guys believed that they had bought James Dean's car. And um, when Sam and Dean Winchester uh, arrive on the scene, they start going over the history of this car. And I decided to do a little research because it intrigued me. And this is what I uncovered. And, and there's a lot of things out there about this car that just don't seem right. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. I, I want to mention on the first part where uh, he said the guy, Dean, was going 85 miles per hour. And and he went full-on front head-to-head collision with the other car. I believe so, yeah. I believe so. And the, the, the other driver basically got a scratch on his nose. Yeah, that was, that was what's... And the funny thing is, is that when you're driving that fast, it was it two times? It's, what, 85 times twice of the speed of the damage? Something like that. Yeah, I don't remember how, how the uh, the formula works on that, but head-on collision at 85 miles per hour is, is pretty bad. That's, that's a horrible speed, even at 55. They claim that uh, at 20 miles per hour, uh, you can be killed by an object inside your car hitting you if you was to hit something at 20 miles per hour. So something in the backseat of your car could fly into you and kill you just at 20. So I can't even imagine 85 miles per hour. So it's just it's just frightening. So another famous object, one I have personally seen in my life, is the Hope Diamond. And this uh, is currently... In Washington, D.C. at one of the Smithsonian's. And that's exactly where I seen it at one of the museums. And this diamond has a very long history. And it seems that every single person who has ever owned this diamond, they've either lost all their fortune or they were killed. 
or they just had an absolutely miserable life. So I'm going to read um, an article from Thought ThoughtCo.com. Uh, this is about the Hope Diamond. According to legend, a curse attends the owner of the Hope Diamond. A curse that first befell the large blue gem when it was plucked or stolen from an idol in India. A curse that foretold bad luck and death, not only for the owner of the diamond, but for all who touched it. So to answer your non-recording question, Blackjack, uh, you said, so can I touch it? No, you can't touch the diamond. Whether or not you believe in curses, the Hope Diamond has intrigued people for centuries. Its perfect quality, its large size, and its rare color make it strikingly unique and beautiful. Its fascination is enhanced by a varied history, which includes being owned by King Louis XIV, stolen during the French Revolution, sold to earn money for gambling, worn to raise money for charity, and then finally donated to the Smithsonian Institution, where it resides today. The Hope Diamond is truly unique. But, is there really a curse? Where did the Hope Diamond come from? And why was such a valuable gem donated to the Smithsonian? So this portion of the article uh, is titled, Cartier's Legend of the Hope Diamond. Pierre Cartier was one of the famous Cartier jewelers and in 1910, he told the following story to Evelyn Walsh McLean and her husband Edward to entice them to buy the enormous rock. The very wealthy couple was vacationing in Europe when they met with Cartier. According to Cartier's story, several centuries ago, a man named Tavernier made a trip to India. While there, he stole a large blue diamond from the forehead of a statue of the Hindu goddess Sita. For this transgression, according to legend, Tavernier was torn apart by wild dogs on a trip to Russia after he had sold the diamond. This was the first horrible death attributed to the curse at Cartier. There would be many to follow. Cartier told the McLeans about Nicolas Fourquet, a French official who was executed and Princess de Lamballe beaten to death by a French mob. Louis XIV and Marie Antoinette were beheaded. In 1908, Sultan Abdul Hamid of Turkey purchased the stone and subsequently lost his throne and his favorite Subia wore the diamond and was slain. Greek jeweler Simon Montherides was killed when he, his wife, and child rode over a precipice. The grandson of Henry Thomas Hope died penniless. There was a Russian count and an actress who owned the stone in the early 20th century and came to bad ends. But researcher Richard Curran reports that many of these stories were misleading and some were flat-out lies. In her memoir, Father Struck It Rich, Evelyn McLean wrote that Cartier was most entertaining. I might have been excused that morning for believing that all the violences of the French Revolution were just repercussions of that Hindu idol's wrath. 
and the history um, of this diamond, I mean, it just keeps going and going. And, and you know, like, like, I, like I said, that was in that article, this was owned by kings that ended up being beheaded. Um, some people believe that this started a revolution and a war. Um, it's been attributed to a lot of horrible things that happened to a lot of people who were in possession of the Hope Diamond. So, Blackjack, what do you think about the Hope Diamond? Do you still want to touch it? Yes, I, twenty bucks. I would touch it, dude. I'll just go in there, take the, break the sealed glass. I know there's glass. Break the glass, then pull the alarm and touch it and see what happens. Because what would happen was you I'd would, get shot. You'd get shot and thrown in prison for a very, very long time. And then time. they could, then they can write a news article about me. And so then, then, I could be, then I could be, then I'd be famous. Then you would be famous for being the latest victim of the, the Hope Diamond, Diamond curse. Dude. I have a plan. You have a plan. Okay, Dutch. <laughs> Dutch Vandalin. Uh for those who don't know that's a Red Dead Redemption Two um thing. He he constantly says, I have a plan, Arthur. Oh uh, it, it, it's it's an awesome game. But so back to the curse. <laughs> um What do you think a curse is? Do you think that this is supernatural? Do you think it's coincidental? What do you think, Blackjack? Okay, first we got to define curse. Curse, I believe what curse is, is when someone puts something onto, like, someone or an object. Like, for example... Like a hex. Like a hex, yes. Okay. Or like a voodoo doll, like that. So, that, that that's our term of curse. So, let's see. So, the guy stole from the, the Hindu... Yeah, Hindu- a, a Hindu statue... And was and then the diamond was cursed from that point on. So anybody so who owned it, I want to say that before that the statue was made, that they were going to protect the stone. So they put a curse on anyone who takes the stone. So a religious figure would have put a, a curse on the stone and the statue to in order to protect it. And I think that is the start. Okay, what about James Dean's car? And and this was what intrigues me is where was the curse? What put the hex on that car? Karma? Karma. I I don't know. Um it's it's a very interesting topic. I did some other research uh into other objects that were uh cursed as well. Um you know, I don't really get into the ancient Egyptian curses. Because uh, that's got its own its own religion and its own culture and all that. I tried to stick with, um, you know, things that weren't necessarily ancient. Because we all heard of King's Tut's curse in the tomb. And just in every single movie ever made with, with uh, Egyptian mummies in it, it's always got a curse and all that stuff. So I, I did stay away from those. But there are, like, some paintings that are supposedly cursed. And and a bunch of other objects. So, it it is very it is a very interesting uh, topic because usually you know when you think paranormal or supernatural, you know you're thinking ghosts and demons and all these ritual games and. I mean, I would throw in hexes, curses, voodoo dolls. I think I I'd actually would love to cover an episode over voodoo dolls. Yeah, that's something that we could definitely look into. 
Uh, if that's something you, you would like to hear an episode about, uh, go ahead and send us an email at bravethebasement at gmail.com. If you would like to become a Brave the Basement ghoul, be sure to share this show on social media. Go to bravethebasement.weebly.com and sign up for our newsletter to get all the latest news and updates when each episode has been posted. And on that note, we recently had um, a Brave the Basement ghoul out there subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, when we tried to send a newsletter, we unfortunately got an um, email back from Gmail that the email was incorrect. So if you're listening, uh, please resubscribe. Um, check your email. Make sure that it was correctly when you sent in. Um, if it was, I'm, I'm looking at it on our end to make sure that it's not a mistake that we made. Uh, if you've got a ghost story you would like to share with us, you can reach us at BraveTheBasement at gmail.com. Your story can make it on the show and be featured on the website. You can also submit your story on Reddit under the subreddit Brave the Basement or in the YouTube comment section. If you have an eerie ghost photo you would like to share, please email us and include a description and your photo could be added to our photo gallery. And with that note, I have just updated the uh, photo gallery. It's got James Dean's car and a picture of the Hope Diamond on it, so make sure to check that out. And that brings us to the end. We hope that we brought you just a little fright. And remember when you're up late at night and you hear something in the other room that just doesn't seem right. It's okay if you need to turn on the light to protect yourself from things that go bump in the night. I'm your host, Ghoul That Rules. I'm your co-host, Black One Jack 2. And I hope you join us again. Till next time.